Hey guys, happy Friday. Welcome back to the show. It's episode 43. guys, it's Jacqueline. Welcome back to the show. Happy Friday. 43 episodes and 43 days going strong and I have wet hair tucked into my hoodie and my back is starting to itch and I can't, I don't, I, I want to, I think it looks cute. I think it's kind of sexy so I'm leaving it. So go to YouTube to, to find out for yourself or l- let me know in a comment below if this is sexy but I got a hat on, I got a Seahawks hat on. Go Seahawks 5-0 and baby. <laughs> and wet hair tucked in my podcast. This is so iconic. I don't think I've ever looked like this on the podcast before, but anyways. Um, Also, I'm doing something different today. I'm drinking a protein coffee shake, and uh, it's so good. I got a new protein delivery. I got got a protein delivery from Amazon this morning. I forgot I ordered, and I was so excited, so I made this little protein shake, and if you can't hear it in my voice... um, I'm lit AF. It's Friday. I want to bring the energy and the positivity and get you guys hyped up. Um, okay, this this is definitely so. I'm gonna the, I, the word iconic is gonna be the word of the day because this episode is gonna be very iconic, so iconic because I'm gonna be talking about a time in my life where I rode in a cop car in London, and I'll be talking. I'll be telling stories about London today later in the podcast. So stick around for that skip ahead for that whatever you got to do little Jacqueline has a story to tell about police intervention in London um okay so that's happening let's go into uh my day yesterday so it was great every day podcast is a great day that's what I'm doing this seven days a week all right but I did what I said I was gonna do I went to the beach got my vitamin d trying to stock up before I go home for Christmas in the cold weather um so yeah went to the beach felt great took a little nappy poo <laughs> a little afternoon cat nap in the sun um uh, I didn't stay too long because I'm I gotta work myself back into it or else I'll get fried so I got I got like an hour in at the beach and it felt great so yeah then I came home and I chilled guys I gotta tell you something I so I listened to the Lex Friedman and Whitney Cummings podcast yesterday and then I went home that night and I watched it on YouTube and I, li- I watched it again, or I listened to it again, and holy shit. I have a crush. I have a crush on Lex Friedman. I don't know how else to say it. I've listened to him, I've listened to him on Rogan for. I've never actually watched those episodes. I never saw what he looked like. He is so handsome and charming and so well-spoken, and I watched that on YouTube, and I was sitting there going, holy shit, I could listen to you. I could listen to you talk all day. And then I was like, wait, he has a podcast, so then I started listening to that. Or yeah, I subscribed to that, and anyways, I went in a rabbit hole of, like, Lex Friedman stalking, and holy shit, um, he's just a well-spoken man, and I appreciate his, I don't know, his intellect a lot, and I, so yeah, I watched that, and then I was, I was just, like, watching their chemistry, and I, and I sent Whitney a video, a little selfie video, and I told her, I was like, this is more, like, this is better than any romance no- roma- romance novel no romance movie I've ever seen like this is like real life interaction between two people that's not a movie but it, it's like better than that I don't know how, ex- how I don't know how to explain it better than the bachelor I, they need to do 
is this inappropriate that I'm talking about this? I don't know. This might, this is kind of probably weird. If, if I was Whitney or if I was Lex, this might be weird to like hear this. If that's not, you know, Whitney probably has a boyfriend and Lex probably, you know, they're probably with other people. I don't know, but they need to go at least after that conversation, go on one date just to like, that needs to happen. It was amazing. And I watched that last night. <laughs> And let's see what else happened. I just loved how he, he's a scientist. He's very well-spoken, but he says things, he says profound things in the most casual way. And the way he complimented her subtly was no different. Like so casual and so like cool. I was like, shit, this is so nice. It was sexy as hell. That was a sexy podcast. Um, just like this one. Cause I got wet hair tucked into my fucking sweatshirt. Ah, then I went to bed. I woke up. I worked out. Yo, dude, I got, I had Kevin Hart walking next to me on the treadmill. I swear to God, this was Kevin Hart. I'm on, I'm like, I'm walking the gym. I put on my little waist wrap because I like to sweat hard when I do my cardio in the morning. And I go, I go over to the treadmill and I'm looking at him like, he has, I swear to God, Kevin Hart next to me. We were basically on a hike together this morning. He was inclined walking. I was inclined walking. And I don't usually, like actually turn my neck and look at people when I work out but I had to today I was just like trying to get a good look like is this Kevin Hart and of course it wasn't it's a guy that looked exactly like him like no bolt no no cap is that what you say is that what the Gen Z kids are saying no cap that means no lie right no cap no cap I'm holding my cap I have a Seahawks cap on that's one slang thing I just don't really f- understand no cap or cap calling so not for lying cap whatever anyways no cap this was um kevin hart's doppelganger anyway so i was basically on a hike with kevin hart this morning that's what i was thinking as i was power walking i'm like i got kevin hart in my peripheral vision we're doing this hike together we're like he we had a treadmill in between us because you know social distancing covid 2020 Ah! and it was great um had a great workout came back to my my little humble abode here and took a phone call with my mom and it was really interesting because she called me for a very in like a very specific reason that was kind of like whoa the universe you know what I mean so speaking of the Lex Friedman and Whitney Cummings podcast I watched last night Whitney has um she has some past stuff with her family and her dad and whatnot and um so do I like childhood stuff but she was going on this story about how she went in the past she went she's basically flip-flopped her like mindset about her parents and her dad especially like how she's in she calls it like radical forgiveness of her parents because it made her who she is and it's like look it all worked out look at me you know I'm, I'm doing fine so whatever my parents did I completely forgive them they do the best they can so anyways the reason I am saying this is because when my mom called this morning, she was mentioning a, a guy from my hometown. She saw like riding his bike. He's not doing so well. Um, she mentioned how, you know, his dad really fucked him up and, uh, you know, during his childhood and it, he always harbored that resentment and that hate towards his dad and look at him. He's, you know, not doing well now. And it was this weird like universe thing. I was like, wait, last night I was watching Whitney talk about forgiving your parents and letting it go. And then my mom's telling me about how this guy on, on the bike from my hometown never let shit go. And he's, and I think, you know, moral of the story is Jacqueline's chosen with my parents and everything I've gone through to just 
say the past of the past made me who I am. Dude, thank you, dad, for doing everything you did, like having your struggles. And thank you, mom, for everything. Because, yo, it all worked out. All right. Can you hear it in my voice? I got something going on with my little, I got this little cocktail, this little concoction, this comedic, I call it the comedic sauce and the charm. I don't know what else to call it, but that's probably because my, my dad, especially we, we had some childhood, I had some issues. I had some, you know, I had some fucked up shit, ha- shit happened to me when I was a kid, you know, with, it was a chaotic household here and there. So, uh, I know I talk a lot. I talk very fondly of my parents and my dad and my mom and everything, all the fun stuff we did as a family, but there was all, all, obviously some darker times. And anyways, it was kind of crazy when my mom called me this morning, just, she's like, Jacqueline, I just want to tell you this. I'm, I'm going back into my office, but I just saw so-and-so on a bike and yo, this is like a good, great example of how we got to forgive and let the past be the past. And I was like, shit that's where I'm at. So anyways, um, called my mom, came home and took a long shower, shaved everything. I was like going in on the exfoliation this morning. (laughs) I made a sugar scrub with honey and coconut oil and everything. And I was like, I think the reason why I went really hard this morning is because my pores were open. I was so sweaty this morning for my workout. I was like, this is okay to do. This is, it's okay to get Okay. To get this aggressive Jacqueline, because your pores are open. You're hot. This, this isn't going to destroy your, your skin. So I was going really hard with exfoliation this morning and shaving everything. Um, it's Friday. I'm trying to prep for the weekend. Who knows where I'll be out in the town tonight. You know what I mean? I want to look good. I want to feel clean, all that good shit. Why am I saying this? Anyways, I'm in the shower listening to Sophia with an F her podcast. And I have some thoughts about it. Um, that's, uh, the former co, excuse me. I need to slow down. Jacqueline stop drinking so much goddamn coffee before the podcast <laughs> I listened to her uh so she's a former call her daddy co-host Sophia with an f is her podcast and I have some thoughts first of all I mentioned on her uh, about I mentioned some thoughts I'm trying to slow down sorry the words aren't connecting I spoke about her first podcast and my thoughts on it and how I thought it was odd she talked about shoplifting and like promoted like or she said hey guys send me your shoplifting stories and of course she received those and then talked about it again today today she also talked about smoking crack very like it was a funny I mean not to it was like a long time ago it was a funny story but I'm just like the first two episodes you got shoplifting stories and now you're smoking crack and you're talking about that it was just it was very odd and I honestly I don't really know what I want to hear from her because she's compelling she tells compelling stories it's interesting you know I I do like I get where I get why people like to listen to her but I'm just like what the fuck (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) she's like I'm in Utah in my mom's closet at her house and then she told a cracks or smoking crack story when she was 19 and then she was sharing people's shoplifting stories that sent that they sent in it's kind of odd um and, you know, I think at the end of the day, I wish she took a moment on the first, on her debut podcast, the first one she made to just take a little bit of accountability for what happened or, or mention that she contributed to, to it. But instead, she's basically, the narrative she's um, sharing with everyone is that she's a victim and everything was taken from her and I don't know. And then this episode was weird. I, I was like, whoa, this is crazy. So Milf Hunter 
was the he apparently conceptualized i don't know like i don't i'm not an expert on this or know any details but this is what i've heard apparently milf hunter well he said he conceptualized the caller daddy podcast and didn't get any credit for it or anything and he also was betrayed by alex because that's how they that's how they talk about um alex their relationship with her and how it's basically all betrayal and everything so anyways listen to that shower fully the shit out of my body i smell great today that like honey is still kind of lingering oh my gosh i'm just trying to make you guys so like <gasps> we're dating you know what i mean okay i haven't mentioned this in a while but remember how episode like one through 20 i was like guys what other woman talks to you seven days a week in your ear for like an hour straight ah, we're basically dating that's not okay to say that's inappropriate but um anyways i smell great so i just want to jump into my london story i don't really have anything i don't know anything more to say about today i want to go to trader joe's so i made a goal i've been tr- i've been completing my goals so on monday i said i want to go on a walk every morning in the great outdoors and I did that one time so I consider that a win because I've been doing the treadmill workouts because I want to be propelled by that treadmill belt because I, I, I prefer that over boring walk and in the in the in the in the great outdoors so I consider that a win I accomplished that goal even though it's not five days a week I did it once all right anyways moving on and then I um ah, I forgot what were my other goals I mean I podcast the 70s week what was the other one? Oh, I said I wanted to go to Trader Joe's and get all the pumpkin shit this season you know what I mean they always come out with pumpkin products pumpkin spice shit and I always stock up on it so today I'm gonna do that accomplish that goal oh my other goal is to go to the beach and I did that yesterday so it's all all across the board a great week it's a great week across the board it's a week across the board great I what is what is a sentence what is syntax what is syntax structure what the fuck am i saying anyways i gotta empty my garbage on my computer because my startup disk is almost full and i do not want this to stop recording all right (laughs) guys all over i'll literally have i have i have a lot of storage on this computer but since i do this every day i'll have every podcast i'll have like 10 podcasts saved on my computer and all the videos that back them up and everything at the same time and I should just delete them but I I don't know I feel nervous if I do that so I'm like oh I could edit a funny part out for YouTube but that was only happened a couple times moving on let's talk about London and riding in a freaking cop car Ah! okay first of all I realized I just called out Sophia for talking about smoking crack and shoplifting and here I am saying I got involved with the police in London okay so whatever I realized that just hear me out right now this is a this is a little throwback story to my time I was studying abroad in London I went there for journalism and broadcasting and the reason why I'm going to tell a lot of stories on this podcast this is I, I love storytelling I think everything is about storytelling ever we basically all want to sit around around <laughs> coffee sorry uh, we I'm annoyed I'm annoyed by myself we're going to continue on march forward there's nothing better than sitting around with a group of people and having a long conversation about life and your life experiences and what you've done and stuff. It's so fun to hear about other people's lives and shit. That's why I love talking on a podcast every day. I get it. So that's why I'm going to tell, I'll be talking about London more than today. I knew, I know that because there's so much I can go into, but this particular story involves the police. I'm going to say a few things to kind of wet your whistle about my experience in London before I talk about 
exactly what happened, but um, <laughs> that sounded gross. I feel like this might be kind of funny. Or, I don't know. Um, so I went there by myself. I, well, I was, <sighs> this is like details you guys don't really need to know about, but I met up with a, I met up with the rest of my crew. This is through the university of Oregon. So basically was temporarily going to the U of O. Um, I went to Washington state by the way, if you don't know, but I went, I flew there by myself. A lot of the other people from U of O went together, but anyways, I went there alone. And I remember before I, before I did my study abroad, I was like, okay, I want to get the best suitcase. I want to have the best outfits, like everything. Right. Cause I'm like so excited. I'm like going to London. I've never been there. And I purchased the world's lightest suitcase, which was four pounds thinking this is a great idea. You know, I can fit a lot of shit in here. I won't be heavy. And of course I overpacked like no, like I wore 10% of what I brought. So I also did a lot of shopping for clothes there and ended up wearing that shit. So it was stupid what I did. I bought this world's lightest suitcase. It was black. It had, excuse me. It was black. It had purple skulls, like a print of skulls around it. I don't know. It's kind of cool. I still have it. And, um, I got all excited. I'm like, oh, you know, this is going to be so great. The reason I'm telling this story is because when I flew there by myself, I had to like go to, I didn't fly into Heathrow. I flew into Gatwick, which is the airport outside of London. By You have to take a train into the city. So I just, I remember my suitcase was heavy as shit because I got these compression packages. Do you guys remember that infomercial for space saver bags? I think that's what they were called where you vacuum out the air and so everything's like it's basically like food saving your clothes to make it really compact when you travel so I did that with these special bags and my it made everything it was so heavy because I had way too much shit in there anyways I remember struggling with my suitcase basically the entire trip into London like getting off the plane and getting my luggage in so heavy and then I also had like a big hiking backpack on (laughs) so much shit and this is what happened. To day one, I fly into London. I'm like, I'm stu- this is, you know, my study abroad. I'm so excited. I'm by myself. So I had to navigate everything for the first time alone. And uh, I remember the, ad- the addresses there are weird. They're like letters and numbers. It's like GN1X5. It would be like the street address. And it's confusing. And you have to know like where your tube stop is. I actually brought, it's, I'm showing the, the, um, video podcast right now my original tube map I always I kept this the I used one the entire time and I still have it but my stop was Russell Square and I stayed at the international dorm of um at the University of London and the reason I'm saying this is I have a big ass suitcase I'm so fucking heavy I'm going to the train and then I gotta get on the tube to Russell Square I get off there thinking oh yeah my dorm's like right out this stop right I ended up walking past my dorm about six blocks to the classroom, the, the, the school building, not the, where I'm going to take classes, not my dorm. And it was, I was like dragging it. It was, the wheels were like turning out. So it was a four pound suitcase. It was super lightweight and, and the quality was like nice, but with the weight I had in it, it was not a good, not a good setup. So the wheels started buckling out and I'm just like hauling ass and it's a summertime I went in the summer and so it was so freaking hot there there's like concrete it's a city I've never been in and anyways I got to the door and then 
I don't even know how I figured it out. I think I just like messaged one of my professors or one of the kind of people in charge and or I looked <laughs> some I figured it out. Basically I found a different address which was to my dorm. And then I went to my dorm and whatever and did my study abroad and I was going to like go into my daily routine, but I really want to talk about getting involved with the police cuz that's the point of this conversation. But basically I did my study abroad, abroad. I did my classes, my journalism stuff, broadcasting. I think some highlights of that trip were like um, and stories I could tell at a later date are like going to Wimbledon, going to different shows and reporting on them, uh, going to the BBC, uh, what else? Like cricket matches, which they never had been to before. Um, going out like nightlife in London. It was great. So I'm going to tell those stories at a different time. What I want to say is when my mom and my aunts came to visit me, uh, they came with the last week I was there just to like, we were going to have a little girls trip. They were going to stay with me in London and then we were going to go to Paris. Like that was the plan. And we had it all planned out and everything. And we had a situation. My The reason I told the suitcase story is I remember when they came, it was a bit, we had, a, we had to go to a new hotel. We basically, they, they took me, they greeted me at my dorm. And then we went to our new hotel. I think we stayed in Kensington. I'm pretty sure we stayed in Kensington, but, um, yeah, it was a shit show trying to drag my suitcase. The wheels are basically falling off at this point. It's, it's, a, I don't know if that's important information, but I just think it's funny when I, my mom has a picture of me like dragging it and it's, it's really, I, I should try to find that and throw it on my Patreon. Um, so anyways, we all stayed together in Kensington at a hotel and it was great. We toured the city. I showed them all the spots. And then our last night we went to, uh, St. James Park. I think that's what it, St. James Park. Um, the one with the little swans in the lake. Yeah, St. James Park. And we went there for dinner on the last night at the St. James Cafe. And uh, this is where shit went down. So I know you waited and I know you waited until now to hear this story. So here you go. Um, so we had a little girls dinner. We walked around the park. We went to the cafe. This is on the edge of the edge of the little lake in St. James Park. It's like this round cafe with like a lot of wood and yeah, we got seated outside. We were kind of in this, this is important to know. We were in this like pocket, like there was windows kind of around us, like a, like a half circle, if that makes sense, where we were tucked back with our table and yeah, it was like a curved window around us. So we were in this little like kind of enclosed area sort of like a booth that's round if that makes sense and we had a great dinner you know ordered some wine I think I ordered fish and chips and they got pizzas and like we all shared it and it was great and um long story short we get up to leave and my mom's like where the, where the fuck is my purse I know you guys are thinking like Jacqueline she did some illegal shit and got arrested but it's different it's different than that it's a little plot twist yeah, we get up to leave and my mom's like, where the fuck's my purse? And it's obviously completely gone, stolen. So freaking out. We're in a foreign country. My mom doesn't keep her passport in the safe in the hotel. She keeps it on her person because that's what her, that's what she does. That's what she's always done. She's traveled the world. She's always done that. And that's, that's how she does, does things. And I've always had the, I've always said that it's probably safer in the hotel room in a safe than being out with you, but she keeps it with wherever she keeps it on her, wherever she goes. So I love my mom, but I feel like that was a little slip up there because 
it kind of sucks. She got her passport stolen, her wallet, everything, credit cards, the whole nine yards. So we get up from that situation. We go and talk to the manager and um, he's like a very posh Londoner. I can't do the accent. I'm not even going to try. And we go into their back like kitchen office area and everywhere there's a CCTV, which is their surveillance in England, where I think, I don't know if it's across the, the, across Europe basically it's like every restaurant every street corner has CCTV surveillance so I feel like that helps their crime a lot because everything's caught on tape and in this case it was and this is what this is what went down and this is what we saw on camera so I I mentioned so we went back to the little office to watch CCTV footage to see what happened to see how she got her purse stolen so I mentioned how we were in this little like curved area right so on the camera here we are drinking our wine you know having our food chilling and all of a sudden I was on my mom was um she was in the middle like in the back of the like she was on my right (laughs) I suck at telling a story sometimes like I'm trying to paint a picture but if you think of a U, she was in the bottom of the U. I was off to the left and then my aunts were on the other side and she told so when we sat down for dinner she put her purse under her chair tucked back and we we were in this really kind of tight enclosed area like there wasn't a lot of people around or anything there happened to be a door though a door opening to the the restaurant because we were sitting outside and what we saw on the camera on the cctv footage were all of a sudden two guys came up to me like back to their their backs were to me two like tall dudes one of them was bald and the other one wasn't but two tall guys and then what we see is a big coat he's holding and this this camera was right above our table so we could really see this well he opened a coat like a big heavy coat and then the guy in front of him so there's two guys basically standing face to face backed up to our table the guy closest to me with his back to me had a coat open in front of him like he's bullfighting you know if he had like a you know what I mean like he had a a coat out and the other guy reached down under my chair this is insane I felt so fucking violated after I saw this video reach under my chair reach under my mom's chair and grabbed her purse then as he pulled it out from under our table I do not understand how we didn't catch this. This is why it's creepy. He, as he came, as he pulled out the purse, the guy with the coat covered, covered it and they just walked away. So it was like this rehearsed, you know, pickpocketing thing. So yeah, we saw that on TV and we, my mom, if you don't know anything about my mom, she was fucking fired up, ready to go toe to toe with every, like the, everything about this was like my mom's on, she's on one. And it was, it was we laid into this it was very intense um called the police everything and um I don't know like that's kind of the gist of what happened but there's there's more to it when the police got involved so basically the manager of the restaurant called the police and they showed up and did a report you know they had the footage to see what the guys look like obviously they were gone they got the fuck out of there um so it's not like they can show up and arrest anyone and, you know, my mom's like calling the banks and everything, trying to like shut her shit down, her credit cards and whatnot. But um, 
anyways, the, the reason I wrote in a cop car, this is like the most, I guess it's not, it's not that impressive or eventful or like crazy. Basically we rode with a, the, the police took us back to our hotel, our little spoiled, rotten American tourist selves. Like, no, I'm kidding. But like, it, it was great. They, they offered to do that for us. Cause we were just like, shh completely robbed and um it was crazy like going and just like riding in the back of it it was this van cop car or something like that it wasn't like a little cop car it was like this big rig and it was kind of like I don't know we were up high I was in the back and I don't know that's what happened and then this is what sucks that was our night before we were gonna leave to Paris right and my mom doesn't have her passport we have no you know all of our shit stolen so we went back to the hotel and we had the, the guy at the hotel was so funny. I remember him so well. He was this super animated, like right out of a movie, like your cliche, like British humor, like funny man. I don't know. How, I don't know how to explain it, but he was really winding my mom up about like bringing her passport to the restaurant, and, like taking it with her. And but he was super helpful with us and accommodating and, he told us kind of how like we, he was advising us like how we can um like what to do and we ended up going to the u.s embassy the next day all day my mom had to go there and get a temporary passport and everything and we waited around forever and of course this is this is the day we were going to go to paris and I, had, I hadn't been to paris in i think like five years at that point so i was so excited to go back and ride the train under the water because it goes under it goes between london and paris i don't know if you know anything about that it's super cool so excited to do that and yeah we you know, had to, my mom had to go to the embassy and get a passport. And it was, it was kind of sketchy. And like, I don't know how to explain it. There's something about that whole experience. It was weird. And this is so us, but this is what we did. Us, us, there's four, four women, four of us women. We, so my, it's my mom and my two aunts. And at the time, um, or my one aunt and then her, her girlfriend, but we, oh man, this was like kind of like, I don't know. It was just so funny that we did this. When I think about it, we went back to the restaurant and we were like little secret agent spies. And we, we were basically like, or like watching the place and like looking for this bald dude and like seeing if we recognized any of uh, those two guys anywhere. And we were observing what was going on. And I think this is what you call a ring. Like a, I don't know. I don't know how to like, say it it's like a group there was an obvious operation going on pickpocking operation going on and it was so obvious like that's where tourists go you know what I mean it's a restaurant in St. James Park it's very touristy and it appeared that there was a group acting suspicious standing around doing kind of phone like funny stuff around people's tables like what they did to us and so we were observing this and it, ca- it got kind of creepy and then we thought they got and then we thought they caught on to us because then we got really creeped out and I remember leaving that we were pa- like power walking because we thought I thought we were getting followed it was super sketchy but um yeah we went back there and we saw and I took a lot of pictures actually we saw a bald dude outside at a table sitting down that looked just like the guy on the surveillance fo- surveillance footage with like I don't know, a handful of, what are those cards and phones? Those, you know, I think like old phones had them, but I mean, it's been a few years, like SD cards or, is that what they're called? I'm going to look it up. I haven't Googled anything today. Let's Google. Hey, I'm Googling SD card, phone, reader. 
I don't know. It's like those chips that if you, you can like wipe them clean and it wipes the phone clean, whatever that is. Basically, it looked like the guy had stolen a lot of phones. And um, he was sitting at a table with like a handful of all these little like, like I have one I'm showing the camera. It's like a, this is a little uh, like 64 gig chip thing, card reader. I don't, what are these called? I don't know. I can't think of the words right now. I'm pissed. I drink too much caffeine before telling a story. But anyways, yeah, it was weird. It was creepy. And then it was just like, he, he like he wasn't a tourist he looked like he was chilling there all day and stealing shit from people so we saw that and we got creeped out we thought they got I was getting sketched out they were watching us watch them because the way we were acting were like we were off in the fucking bushes but I remember just like standing off staring at the place watching them and yeah it was kind of I don't know a weird day and I know like my mom that her they had they charged her card up so much. They went to McDonald's like three times that night and then <laughs> they bought a $600 plane ticket too. I think like the Ukraine or something like somewhere. I don't know what country, uh, Romania, I think there's a train ticket. They bought $600 somewhere in Europe. I don't know. It was weird. And then what else happened? I don't basically like that was the end of our trip. We had, like stayed a couple more nights at our hotel and then flew home. <laughs> I know there's my story I rode in a cop car in London because my mom got her shit stolen was that a good I don't know how iconic was that story I haven't told anything like that before told you guys anything like that before but I don't know she I was kind of thinking about waiting to talk about it until I interviewed her because she probably tells the story better than I can because I don't know like she could talk about being in the embassy and everything she was dealing with that there's something about being in a different country and getting your shit stolen and feeling violated and like, I don't know, it's it weird. And the thing about London, I'll say this, I've never felt more safe in a city. I feel, I think San Diego is a safe, safe city for sure, but there's something about London that makes me feel so safe and calm and like zen, especially being a woman. Like I remember not to, I could go on on a tangent about my daily routine the stuff I would do but I would wake up super early and just run through the city alone and you know go, I was out late out at night <laughs> I would go out at night late clubbing and whatnot and it's like I felt like I wasn't nervous I'm like I'm across the world and I feel safe just like the way the city is it's, it's a very friendly place but <sighs> anyways there's your little story time my little London story time. It's crazy. I still have my two map. Like this is the original one I got at Gatwick. Like when I first flew or no, where did I get this? I don't know. The first tube stop I went to, I was on the Piccadilly line to Russell Square. Sometimes I get off at Holborn, Holborn and walk to my, my dorm. It's kind of close. Euston Square. Like this is, if you've ever nerded out transportation before, like like public transportation like a subway system in New York or wherever um, London I'm trying to think of other cities that have it I don't know <laughs> wherever in the world you've been on a subway system looking at the stops it's like the flashbacks I get I feel like that's a raven when she has like well she sees the future I'm looking at the past right now but I get a flashback to being on the tube and I remember all these stops so well like I loved going up to Camden Camden Town and then Chalk Farm, Bellsize Park and then my favorite was Hampstead Town going to Hampstead Heath walking around Hampstead 
Oh, wow. This is just like such a thrill. I'm looking at the thing right now. Crazy. I can't wait to go back. When I talked to my mom this morning, when she told me to talk about getting robbed in our story in London, she, I told her I want to get back there in the next couple of years because it's my, it's the, other than San Diego, it's the only other city I've traveled to that I'm like, yeah, I could live here for like, I could stay here a long time. I think at some point in my life, I'd love to go there for, and like live there for, I don't know, a couple of years. It's one, I honestly believe, like people say New York City is the greatest city in the world and I've, I've never been there, so I can't, I don't know, but my greatest city in the world is, is London for sure. But, you know, obviously I live in San Diego and it's amazing too, but London makes you feel like you're living in a movie because I'm not from, I, I don't have that accent. I don't, I'm not from that place so when you go there you feel like everything is so cute and charming and, and wonderful and grand everything about London is grand I can't I just can't get enough of it so I mean like going to okay I remember like I could talk about Wimbledon but I remember going there and I watched Wimbledon as a kid like I love watching tennis and I, I used to play video games like tennis playing video games or tennis player okay Jacqueline calm the fuck down I'm feeling very judgmental of my sentences today, which is not okay. And I shouldn't comment on that or, you know, make that a thing and call that out. But I'm trying to be honest with you guys. I know I've been like all over the place a little bit when I'm talking. But anyways, it was crazy going to Wimbledon because I'd watched on TV so much. And when you're actually there, it's like I'm in, I'm across the world everything about it is like it's almost like it's fake I don't want to say it like when you're actually there it's like it's so pristine and everyone is dressed to the nines like the way people dress for Wimbledon no one goes to sporting events like that here I'd say like the Kentucky Derby it was like the Kentucky Derby the way people got all glammed up for it so I think of when people go to football games and shit here or like baseball games, you wear casual clothes. It's not a big deal to dress nice. And everyone there dresses so nice. Oh man. I miss like seeing guys in suits. That's not a thing in California. Like guys don't, it's kind of like people are casual here. And obviously like I've totally, my fat, my, I don't get dressed like I used to every like I would get dressed up in my hometown more than I do here in San Diego and I live in a city now and there was like that was like a farm town like I really cared about fashion I was really trying to like like going to community college I would like I would I would wear like heeled boots to community college and like fancy outfits and then it's what I'm saying is like when I was in London it was so nice to see people dress well like everyone had really nice shoes and the women had like long skirts were a thing at the time I don't know it's probably still a thing and then the colorful hair everyone was a, like hipstery with the hair just colorful and wild and wacky and I don't know I just love that culture I love that place so yeah I'll be back in the next couple of years that's my goal so uh yeah <laughs> if you want to help fund that trip you can go over to patreon.com slash tjms to support the show <laughs> it's gonna be my little London piggy bank <laughs> Help me buy a plane ticket. Dude, I should just be an influencer and get a free a free ride over there. God, it makes me... I get a little bit... Like, damn, Jacqueline. I could have... If I did that, I could get free trips. I could get free flights. I could get free hotel stays. But I just could never take that shit seriously. And I just... Ah. I like what Lex Friedman said, speaking to him again. 
on the podcast about social media. He has a lot of thoughts on that, but I really liked what he said about his personal profile and what he posts on the internet. He's like, I'm trying to close the gap between like who I am in real life and how I look on and how I appear online to people, like closing that gap. Because I think for a lot of people, and I, I've felt this about myself in the past, the gap was really wide. Like I wasn't like, I, I wasn't showing up on the internet, like exactly how I am like this wet hair fucking podcast chilling you guys are listening to me talk for an hour you know what I mean it was more curated and edited and trying to like look a certain way and I don't know I just appreciated that that thought he had about trying to close the gap and I get in my head about that too I'm like I just I don't want I want I want people to meet me in person and be like, oh yeah, you're exactly how I see you on, on the, on the, on, on Instagram. That's such a mind fuck when you meet someone, you're like, whoa, it's not as exciting in person. And I'm nervous that that'll happen to me someday. And I, I'm, I don't know. It's a stupid fear I have. All fears are valid. <laughs> Opening LaCroix. I'm starting to wind down. Caffeine is wearing off. I've been drinking the Pomplamoose. Pample moose? Pomple moose? Why does it say innocent? <laughs> is that is that a French way of saying like no guilt or something like because it has zero calorie, zero sweetener, zero sodium equals innocent. Does that mean no guilt? Only carbonated water naturally essenced. That's what it has in it. I love LaCroix. When did this come out? Like six years ago? You guys like that ASMR? Wait for it. Oh man. Wow, what a great podcast. I'm already at the I'm already thinking about other stories I could tell about London. Oh, like just going to the park. People so they don't have a beach there, like California. Or like the coast in England, so people lay around parks like it's the beach like people go lay out it's it's wild to me and I know I have a park here um Balboa Park which is up the street from me and it reminds me of London because it's like there's a lot of grass and places to like lay around and sometimes you see I see that and it, it makes me think of London but yeah people love their love their parks there love their parks they love their beer there what else do they love there I don't know really missing that place I could spend it five minutes talking about what I like my routine there, like specific details, but I'll, I'll save it for later. Um, I don't know. No more notes. I, I'm so like, I get too excited about how full my notebook is. I'm showing the camera. Like it's getting crunchier and crunchier. My pages are getting used up and I have this fantasy that I'm going to have like a stack of like 60 of these from all the notes I take for the podcast. And I, I'm just so into these moleskin notebooks. It's sick. It's really sick. I'm a scribe. I love to write. Can't help it. Um, I don't know. Let me check. I had some DMs I neglected, so let me read some. I have a question here, actually. Do you... Do you have a man? D DM right now. Sent five minutes ago. Do you have a man? <sighs> What does he say earlier? Oh no, this is not a. Uh, this was a. This is a reach. How is your? He first of all, 
two days ago. How's your podcast going? You are like a fine glass of wine. I could drink you all night. I mean, that's kind of sweet. I hate sounding like I, I shouldn't talk about DMs and like being rude about about it. Like it's so much easier for girls. You know what I mean? And when guys try and they say like, Oh, you're like a fine glass of wine. You know what I mean? It's like, first of all, it doesn't work. Like I'm not, that that's not my thing. Don't send me that. But I shouldn't say it. He tried, he tried his best and I got to give him credit. So, but he asked if I have a man, I'm going to avoid that answer. What do you guys think? Use some, uh, use some context clues. Use some of your own, like go listen to every episode and figure that out yourself. I'm not like being, is that coy or aloof? No. When I don't disclose information. Another DM here. Should do a pooping one. What? Uh, I don't know what that means. I It's a response to my story. That makes no sense and I will not be talking about that. Um. Ooh. Oh. I love your soul and personality. You're so dope. That's a nice compliment. Thank you. I, I'm going to write back to that, but I don't want to do it live on the podcast. It's a guy I used to go to college with. That's nice. Um, I don't know. I don't like to toot my own horn on this podcast, but like, yo, I've been really striving to be as authentic as fucking possible lately. And I've noticed how carefree I've been about just like sharing my personality on Instagram stories and just showing like rawness and no filters and just like having fun and I think people recognize that and it's refreshing so I don't know I I I'm an observer I see what other people do and when it makes me feel kind of like like when I watch people curate and try hard and make themselves look better than they do with filters and all that stuff it makes me go oh I don't want to be like that so I've been doing my best lately or trying to just let that shit go. It's so 2020. 2020. No, that's so last year. That's what it's going to be, yo. I'm calling it now. Like, not saying that I'm a pioneer at this shit, but the future is not filters. The future is not aesthetics. The future is not looking good on, on Instagram. It's not. We've established that's toxic. It's not healthy for people's mental health to only see the beauty and the positivity and everything right in the world. And it's good. Everything's about balance, you know, take it in small doses. But at the end of the day, I'm saying it now. I think the new wave or the, I, I mentioned, oh, there's going to be like the rational revolution, but I really believe that hanging out with people as you are is, is the future. Just let all that pretty shit go. Cause, and it sounds like I'm jealous or like, oh, I just like, I wish I could be like this Instagram baddie, ah. like a swipe up to revolve or something like that I don't know that's just gonna become such a pastime in the future I'm just calling it now I even saw on TikTok this is like such a weird tangent but like there's something about like a guy trying to create an app for David Dobrik where none of the photos are edited everything's like a raw like I don't know how to explain this this guy he he tried to make an app for David Dobrik called I forget what's the name the idea was basically like this is an unfiltered app it's a social media app where nothing is it's not aesthetic it's not pretty it's just like pictures of you and your friends and it's positive and healthy and yeah be the change you wish to see in the world I don't know whatever 
I don't know how to feel about this podcast thing though, other than like just trying to soul search with myself every day, <laughs> self-examine, you know, work on my, obviously my sentence structure. <laughs> Today I needed to do that a little bit better, but I want to work on becoming a great speaker and a better orator because this is setting me up for the future and setting up, setting me up for life. I'm building, I'm building skills here. I'm getting better and better each day I do this and I got to get the, these reps in. And to me, it's like, yo, I got to do it seven days a week. I can't do this once a week. I can't be a once a week podcaster. If I want to get really good at this, I have to do it every day. And once I start interviewing people, I'll really start to shine and, and I'll really start to work, work that muscle of, of communication and speaking and all that because I'll have something to, I'll have a person to bounce back ideas with and that's going to be good. So can't wait for that. Can you hear me coming down on this, this, I'm coming down, like, plane is crashing. Um, happy Friday. <laughs> ah, I want to still keep talking. I think if I, if I, uh, show up every day of the podcast, it's an hour 30. I think that's overwhelming. That's what I realized. I thought if someone sees I have a new podcast, and they see the time is one thirty. That's a, that's a bit intimidating. And I know people listen to Rogan for three hours and other people for that long. But for a daily podcast, I think an hour makes sense. Welcome to the behind the scenes of my creative process and my podcast um, plans. Ah! Dude, is my hair still wet? My back itches so bad from this wet hair. But you know what? It kind of looks like I have short hair. Go to YouTube to look. cute anyways I didn't tell you guys this one of the ideas I had today was listing off a bunch of red flags in relationships because I went on a a google search a random google search last night about red flags (laughs) in guys and stuff and I thought that might be fun and then I was also gonna give you guys comeback like comeback uh like insult comebacks so when someone is mean to you what you can say back to them because I think that's really helpful in life. <laughs> I used to struggle with that so hard. I was really good at the silent treatment, not letting any of the guys that bullied me in middle school let me like see me sweat. I didn't know. I didn't have those responses yet in my brain. Like, how do I come back to... People used to say that I... Like, this guy used to make fun of me and told me I um, had a mustache, which I did. I had peach fuzz. And in the sunlight, you could see that it was mustache. But you know, I'm in, I'm in like sixth grade. So I didn't know how to like come back that hard. And so today I thought I'd give you guys like some tools, some bullying tactics to overcome that. I don't know. Sometimes it's fun. There's like lists on Google, like comebacks, like best comebacks. My internet's been so fucking slow today. This podcast will be an hour 30. I don't give a shit. What is the best comeback ever? Indianapolis Colts 21 point deficit 2003. These are not the not the kind of comeback I'm talking about. Best insults, good roasts and funny comebacks. You guys have to know how to stand up against a bully. You got to know. This is a this is a life skill. This is like preparing you for battle. Take the time, educate yourself. You know, <sighs> If you haven't been bullied before, like, this is something I remember Googling, like, back in the day. Like, what do I say back to this asshole? You know what I mean? And I never had the confidence to actually do it. My best comeback was when I let my brother. So I I, I used to play Xbox Live with my brother. And I remember one night 
the he was in the we had a network or oh, how do I say this on live he was friends with the bullies or, or he was friends with everyone from the school right and my bullies weren't in the group on Xbox live or something like that and I wore the headset and I was shit talking while I was playing which was my brother's thumbs on the controller was playing them in Call of Duty and they thought I was like so good at the game because my brother is amazing at it and he, he was like you know winning the game but it, they thought I was and that was a, probably the best comeback or the best I ever did anyways let's see here I feel like you can't do this anymore you'll get canceled you're the reason God created the middle finger that's stupid. These are kind of stupid, honestly. If you have to Google how to respond to a bully, like, yeah, I don't know, it's corny. It's all it's all corny and stupid, but you're a gray sprinkle on a rainbow cupcake. Dumb. Imagine saying that super nonchalantly. Like, like two dudes, like bros, you know what I mean? Dude, you're a gray sprinkle on a rainbow cupcake just like that's so dumb i can't imagine anyone ever saying that if your brain was dynamite there would be enough to blow your hat off these are stupid i'm i'm annoyed that i even went down this rabbit hole your remember your mom is so fat jokes what the fuck do you remember that oh when your mom was your mom is so fat when she stepped on the scale it it looks like your phone number that was so fourth grade that was so fourth grade your mom everything that was the only thing people would say like if they if you got if someone pissed you off you just be like your mom that's literally what you would say Jacqueline you're ugly your mom that's how I would respond to the bullies I was so stupid I oh man there were so many weird things we used to do is in the early 2000s <sighs> keep rolling your eyes you might actually might eventually find a brain stupid I'm not insulting you. I'm describing you. Don't worry about me. Worry about your eyebrows. I thought of you today. It reminded me to take out the trash. I actually need to take out my trash. I don't know. Let's let's go to the red flag list. Now, I'm just saying fuck it today. You know what? We're going to do this. This podcast to go a little longer because I want to. Um, where is it? list of red flags okay 20 common red flags all men have about women this is generalizing and I probably will become offended super quickly after reading these but let's do it 20 common red flags all men have about women number one she's fake there's like a picture of a Barbie doll girl (sighs) guys get turned off when you're you aren't honest, genuine, and authentic. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Next one. She's not intelligent. Intelligence is a massive turn on, particular, particularly the older a guy gets. Girl that is well educated, has a good head on her shoulders, can help can hold an actually can hold an intent <laughs> fuck. I'm not sounding intelligent right now. Can hold an intellectual conversation or someone that actually has interesting opinions on things going around is what every guy wants. Okay, whatever. She's rude turn off red flag next she's too high maintenance Mm. she doesn't have any close girlfriends i feel attacked but i get that from a guy's perspective like i think it's a little bit weird if a girl's 
but my only rebuttal to that for myself is like, yo, I uprooted my life. I left all my friends in Washington. I moved to San Diego. I had a bunch of friends when I first moved here. And then it was like, oh, I got to get the fuck out of here and out of this company and out of this situation. So I quit and left it all. And then basically my friends so far have been like coworkers at the jobs I've had lately, but I don't actually have like a BFF in San Diego. So I'm working on it. It's coming, you know, it's in the works. (laughs) So that's my excuse. But I get that. Like it's kind of a red flag. Like if a guy doesn't have any friends, I'm like, what the fuck? What's going on? So I'm sure it works the same for them. Um, she's boring can't relate it's definitely not me she's not adventurous I'm adventurous but I'm also very boring I'm both of those things she's I'm I consider myself I don't know I oscillate like I get in I get in way I I go through periods of time where I'm super adventurous and then periods of time where I just want to like podcast seven days a week and chill hi that's what I'm doing right now so it's 2020 I'm chilling Next red flag. She's cold and standoffish. There's literally a picture of Hillary Clinton showing the camera. <laughs> Who made this? What website is this? The Taco. T-A-L-K. Not taco. Ta- like talking. The Taco.com. All right. She's not ambitious. Can't relate. She's too into her cell phone. Okay. I'm, I have the awareness of that in relationships like if I'm dating a guy you guys asked uh, that dm earlier do you have a man you guys will never know but I'm so aware of that so when I'm out to dinner with I'm ha- when I'm hanging out with someone I'm like not on my phone especially at first not till I get comfy then I'm always you know then I'm just like we're hanging out together on our phones we don't even have to talk to each other it's great but at first like I don't I'm not at dinner on the date taking a picture of the food like fuck no I'm not like documenting this date I'm not on Instagram while we're waiting for the food like no so anyways she has bad hygiene and doesn't take care of herself ew okay red flag she's lazy red flag what's the next one she's entitled red flag she's hypercritical and always trying to change you red flag this is the same for guys it's like what guys think about girls but I think it goes both ways especially she wears too much makeup (laughs) A guy wears too much makeup, dude. I don't mind a little bit of concealer. You know what I mean? Like you gotta do what you gotta do. If you're going out, if you're, you know, whatever. I kind of like it when guys paint their nails. I'm into that. It's kind of hot. I don't care. Do what you want to do. I don't want to judge you, but I'm not really into guys that wear a full face of makeup personally. But I don't care if guys do that. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Um. So let's read why makeup is the red flag too much makeup is according to this chauvinistic fucking website (laughs) Uh, too much makeup is one of those classic red flags no guy wants to be with a cake face or go home with a girl who's going to lose her entire face on his pillow come the morning in terms of getting into an actual relationship men definitely prefer a more natural look uh, it's a definite turnoff when the girl is loaded in the makeup loaded in makeup to the point that a guy knows she's not nearly as attractive without it Uh, whatever okay that's like a cliche next red flag she plays games and sends mixed signals I'm over I feel like I've gotten over that hump there's a good a a little bit of a I like a little bit of a game but I'm more direct now 
I'm more, yeah, more direct. I don't like to waste, because I don't like to waste time. I, I, I don't know. I like to cut to the chase with shit now, where before I'd, I'd, I'd try to read between the lines, like, what the, try to read the, I would throw mixed signals, and then I would receive mixed signals. So, I don't know. I like a little, a little bit of a game, a little cat and mouse kind of shit, Tom and Jerry, whatever. It's fun. Uh, last one, she gossips and talks, talks shit about other girls. It's not me, yo. I learned that. See, that's the other thing I'm aware of now. Like, people that talk about other people. Like, there's a, there's a quote about people who talk about other people and then people that talk about ideas. I don't know what the quote is, but I know that it's not good to shit, shit on other people and gossip. And that's how girls bond, though. We sit around and bitch about other girls and other people. And, I don't know, it's kind of, it feels nice sometimes, but... I don't want to be, th- there's nothing worse than having that friend that's always on one. Like, oh my God, last week, Karen, da, 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 da. just so like draining. I don't know. What's the next one? She never offers to pay. Next one. She's too easy. Ooh, what does that mean? There, this is one of those gray zones. The physical progression of a relationship is going to vary every time. There's no set way to go about it. It's about trusting the connection and going with what feels right to you. And okay, this is boring. Should I move on? Should I end the podcast? Probably. She's clingy and dependent. Red flag. Dude, I'm all about that independent independent life. Can't fucking tell. Living alone. Doing my own thing. I'm the total fucking package. What can I say? Dude, I got to have that confidence. I got to have that confidence. So I haven't been believing myself this much, that much this year and... You, you gotta, I'm not faking it till I make it because I'm really feeling good about myself lately doing this now 43 days in a row. <laughs> now I know what it feels like to love yourself and actually be proud of yourself because you're accomplishing your goals and you're completing your things that you want to do. So, but I don't know. There's parts of me I get insecure about though about, you know, speaking of like red flags and the shit I just read like. I don't know. My, I, I don't set out in life every day to try to appeal to everyone, to win everyone over, especially men. I don't do that. I don't not. That's the thing. In the past, I feel like if I liked a guy, I would try to, I would like dumb myself down to make, like to change little pieces of me. And I guess this is like what Whitney Cummings always says, shapeshift, shapeshift into like the woman they think she, they want. And that's not, that's not healthy. So now I'm just like, this is who I am. Take me or leave me. That's what you're getting. I mean, because look, I know I'm going to evolve and change over the years, but for the most part, this is me, you know? It's a, it's a, this is the best I can fucking do. <laughs> I, <laughs> ah! It's um, trying to be a people or being a people pleaser and worrying about that is such a waste of life. It's no fun. And then once you're like fully comfortable with sharing yourself like I'm doing on this podcast every day this feels the most like I said I I, this is such a stupid analogy but I said this feels like flying this is the closest I'll ever feel to flying because it feels free it feels like there's nothing you're not performing you're not doing anything to make people like you or you're not trying the thing about people that try hard the the excess effort and energy people 
put out and I'm talking I'm projecting like me in the past but to like appeal to other people is such a it's such a waste of life I like quirky I like different I like interesting I like I don't know I like those weird kids in high school now I like those weird kids in high school I even wrote this the quote I wrote I think I even did I Instagram it I don't know I tweet a lot of shit just to put post on Instagram but I wrote I think it's still there people who are weird are just better at being themselves that's how I'm going to end the podcast. People that are weird are just better at being themselves. And what I mean by that is that when you're fully comfortable with yourself and fully like, this is me and I'm not, I don't care that it's a little bit out there and maybe different than how most people act to me. (laughs) It comes across, I think what I mean by that is like the weird kids in high school were really good at being themselves. They didn't, they didn't care about, they didn't, they were, you know, I remember these guys would LARP live action role play during lunchtime. They'd be jumping around the tables outside and like pretending to like sword fight and shit. They didn't give a fuck. And everyone thought they were weird, but they, they just loved their LARPing and they enjoyed themselves and they didn't care. And then, you know, I personally wouldn't be into that but like I think of myself in high school and if I really just said I don't give a fuck yo I'd be an I'd be a YouTube beauty guru because I was loving that smoky eye at that time I was wearing the purple eyeshadow and and all the heavy makeup and I loved watching beauty gurus on YouTube and if I was fully like myself and not giving a fuck I would have been on on YouTube way long ago and because I was insecure I was insecure about doing that had the imposter syndrome like who do I think I am to share myself and put on makeup on camera and it's also insecure of my looks and everything you know what I mean and I don't know I just think of all the years of my life I wasted caring about what other people thought of me and (laughs) clearly I don't give a fuck now so on that note people who are weird are just better at being themselves life advice of the day or whatever the fuck um I don't know episode 43 is (laughs) about to tune out Go to Trader Joe's and buy some pumpkin spice shit. All right. Stick around if you're a patron for your patron shout out. If you want to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash TJMS to support the show. Everyone gets a shout out at the end of the episode. And they get all my exclusive content on, uh, that doesn't make it to Instagram. So that's cool. And then also go to YouTube to watch this and hang out with me. And also, and, and also, and or do it all. I don't care what you do. Uh, leave a review on this podcast if you like it. You know, scroll down, tap the little stars. I got a lot of, there's something going on. I got a lot of tacos and burrito comments or reviews going on right now. And I, I actually know why, but it's kind of, like, please, can someone leave a review today? And dr- So I need to start drowning, drowning those out. So we need more reviews on the podcast. So please leave a review and subscribe if you haven't subscribed to the podcast. All right. Love you guys. Happy Friday. Hope you're having a great day sun is shining here i hope it's shining where you're at and i'll be here for tomorrow for the saturday q a number six all right love you guys bye hello today's patreon.com slash tjms patron shout outs go to i'm doing this backwards day it's backwards day eagle one trevor garrett and ricky jensen happy friday thank you for your support i really appreciate you guys I'm going to try to dig up that, uh, that picture from London I mentioned, um, post on Patreon, 
post a lot of content today because I know I've been slacking a little bit. I don't know what to do. Do some patron or do some people post seven days a week on there? I don't know what to do, but I want to bring it. I'm going to bring the energy, bring the heat today on Patreon and dump off a, bun a bunch of pictures for y'all. And uh, anyways, that's my plan. It's my game plan. Love you guys. Thank you again for your support. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Bye.